time. It's our most valuable non-renewable resource. You can always, always find a way to make more money. But no matter what you do, you cannot make more time. As podcasters, this is one of our biggest challenges. You know what I'm saying, right? To grow our shows, we have to come up with episode topics, book guests, conduct research and interviews, edit our show, promote our work, do targeted daily engagement, and many, many other things. Not to mention, a lot of us have full-time jobs, full-time businesses, and personal lives to juggle on top of our podcasts. This was one of the biggest lessons that I learned when I was first cutting my teeth on my first podcast, Philly Who. Before I took that show past six figures in downloads and revenue, I left my full-time job. I figured that if I could just work on my show full-time with my full energy, no distractions, the show would grow, right? And I'd be making money in no time. Well, there were two tragic flaws in that thinking. Number one, growing your podcast audience is not a function of how much time you spend. It's a function of how you spend that time. And number two, I learned that without proper time management, you're gonna grow to hate your own podcast. That was me in the fall of 2018. My show wasn't growing, my savings were shrinking, I was spending 60 hours a week on the show, I was making zero dollars, I was completely burned out, and I really, I started to hate my own show. Now I wish that back then I had known this week's guest of Grow the Show. That's because time management and time efficiency are literally her specialties. She's a professional time management coach and she's a podcaster. Her name is Anna Dearman Cornick, and over the past two years, she's been able to start and grow a coaching business, start and grow a successful podcast, while also starting and growing a family. Now, I connected with Anna last June because she was actually the very first person to join the Grow the Show Podcast Accelerator. Since then, her show has more than tripled in size, and the Accelerator has grown to almost 70 podcasters. We've come a long way together in less than a year, but that is not why I invited Anna onto the show today. No, Anna Dearman Cornick is here today to teach you what she has taught me as she and I have worked together growing her podcast for the past year. And yes, she will share with you how she actually grew her podcast on average 30% in each of the eight months since joining the Accelerator. But she's also gonna share how she managed to do that while also growing a coaching business, raising a two-year-old, moving to a completely different city, and preparing to welcome her second child into the world. For Anna, growth, happiness, and success are all about time. And today, she's going to share exactly how you can make, grow, and monetize your podcast without doing what I did and just throwing 60 hours a week at it and by learning how to double your podcast output in a fraction of the time. This is Grow the Show. My name is Kevin Schmidland, and my mission is to help you, the independent podcaster, to grow your audience and monetize now so you can have a thriving podcast business. Today, we're joined on the show by the host of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. 
Her name is Anna Dearman Cornick, and she's going to teach you how to manage your time as a podcaster so you can actually enjoy growing your show into a thriving business. It's all about time today and now on Grow the Show. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick question. Are you pouring your heart into your podcast but not seeing the growth or engagement that you hoped for? Well, imagine if there was a way to not only grow your podcast audience, but also create better content more efficiently and unlock the secrets to transforming listeners into buyers, aka monetize. Well, there is a way. It's called the 12 Days of Podcast Growth. It's an email course that is completely free and packed with everything that I know about how to grow your audience in 2024, how to make captivating content in less time, and the strategies that I use to drive over 2.5 million in sales from my podcast to my business. This email course is your golden ticket to elevating your podcast game and in turn, getting more clients and customers. It's just 12 days and every day you'll receive a bite-sized email lesson straight to your inbox that'll give you the tools that you need to achieve remarkable growth. So if you're ready to learn how to take your podcast to the next level, just go to 12daysofpodcastgrowth.com or you could just click the link in the show notes, enter your email, and you will receive the 12 days of podcast growth from me. All right, that's it. Let's get back to the episode. Hey there, my name is Anna Dearman Cornick, and I'm a time management coach helping busy people stop feeling overwhelmed and start spending time on what matters most. Anna has built her entire career off of time management. And while today she's a coach, a lot of what she teaches comes from her previous jobs where she was put in charge of managing other people's time. One of my very first jobs was as a scheduler to a United States congressman. This gentleman was incredibly in demand, not just by his constituents from the New Orleans area, but by people from all over the state, the country, and the world. I probably spent about 10 to 12 hours parked in front of an Outlook calendar every day (laughs) managing someone else's time and my own. This was incredibly exciting for Anna, but it was also a lot to be working so much all while in Washington, D.C., far away from her friends and family. I started to miss Louisiana. I missed crawfish season. I missed my grandmother being right down the road. So I had the opportunity to move back home. And that started about a decade-long career in the 24-7 world of crisis communication and government affairs. Now, crisis communication is no joke. Basically, it means that you're in charge of PR whenever there's some sort of huge emergency or disaster. Oil spills, droughts, hurricanes, floods, plant explosions, embezzlement schemes, you name it. And I have probably escorted someone down a secret freight elevator and into a back alley in order to avoid TV trucks waiting outside. That 24-7 on-call lifestyle began to take its toll as well. I started missing family events. I was staying at home to work while my friends were all at baby showers. I was missing out and I hated it. After one too many missed family events and one too many times crying in the stairwell on the way up to my windowless cube, I knew that something 
had to give. So she bounced around a couple more PR jobs, but even then, she still wasn't happy with the makeup of her life. That's when she first started thinking about taking the leap and becoming a full-time entrepreneur. I had been doing um, wedding invitation calligraphy on the side and uh, wedding signage. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll be a calligrapher. Maybe I'll start a business doing you know, bespoke calligraphy and custom signage. Diving into, you know, learning about opening a business as a calligrapher is when I learned that coaching exists and that I actually could create a business that fit my life instead of trying to squeeze my life around the cracks available in that working schedule. So she pondered becoming an online coach as she built out her calligraphy business. It was just then that Anna would stumble into the next stage of her career through an opportunity found in a place we rarely look. There was an invitation in my spam folder to attend a Myers-Briggs certification program that was coming to New Orleans in two months. She thought, what the heck? And she went. I got certified and met so many other coaches who were intending to use the MBTI in their coaching practice. And I remember on the last day, they they had to separate into three tables, uh, coaches, counselors, and other. <laughs> the people who didn't really fit into coaches or counselors. And so I went and sat at the other table and the discussion turned into, how do you want to use this? And I remember saying as plain as day, I want to use this certification to help people with time management. I don't know what that's called. Is that consulting? Is that coaching? How does that work? As she was trying to define the next step of her career at that event, Anna met an aspiring career coach who wanted to help people with just that sort of thing. That coach was offering free sessions, so Anna took her up on the deal. And that was the game changer, experiencing a coaching session from a coach from this certification program that I found in my spam folder Hmm. showed me what coaching really was. Within two weeks, I was signed up for a coaching certification program. Wow. May 22nd, 2019 was the day that I made the decision. Just a few months after that, Anna decided to launch a podcast to go with her coaching business. I made the decision to launch the show and then worked pretty nonstop from September until launch day on December 2nd to to make that happen. The podcast is called It's About Time, and it aims to help busy women seeking better work-life balance. The catalyst behind starting the podcast was just knowing and seeing that so many other online entrepreneurs had a platform to share their stories, to share their expertise, to educate a broad audience, and to make connections with others in the industry. And I saw other people doing that. And I've always been of the mindset of, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And she did it. Anna took a course on how to launch a podcast, and she made it happen. Her work immediately resonated with an audience. I think I had 500 downloads within the first 
few days, first two days maybe, which again, it like completely blew me away that people actually listened. And I just, I felt on top of the world. But like many of us who experience a successful podcast launch, that buzz started to fade for Anna. In fact, for the six months after she launched the show, her download numbers shrank every month except for one. This was frustrating. Anna had seen great success launching her show, but just after a month, the strategies that gave her a successful launch weren't helping her show grow at all. It was just about that time in June of 2020 that Anna's path crossed with mine. So uh, one of my good friends, too, is a friend of yours, right? And she tagged me in a post on Facebook that you very informally, you know, posted letting people know that you you're here to help with podcasting and that you were starting something new and she tagged me with it and I was like well you know if if two believes in Kevin then let me give this a shot so Anna and I hopped on a call and I told her all about this program I was building it was going to be called grow the show and it would teach other podcasters how to grow and monetize a show like I had I mean, hearing about what you had done with Philly Who and then having that having the phone conversation that we had, take it back to that competition strength. If he can do it, I can do it. And if he can show me how, I'll get there even faster. With that, Anna was the first to join the Grow the Show podcast accelerator. And for me, what really clicked after doing the foundational work, it was diving into targeted daily engagement. That's where everything took off. And that's when everything changed for me. The results were unreal very quickly. What, what kind of, what results did you see? And, and you know, it's funny because I'm such a skeptic and I was like, I'm going to do this, but nothing is probably going to change. I started to see my numbers, my downloads increase on a weekly basis, you know, daily basis, weekly basis. And I was like, oh, looks like something's happening. And then it was at the beginning of November, I was looking at October and I was entering my downloads into my spreadsheet with my little formula. And somehow, for some reason, it was showing me that my downloads grew by 60%. And I was like, this has to be wrong. I have to be doing the math wrong. I am not a math person. And I even reached out to you. And I was like, wait, am, am, I, am I really doing this math right? Did I really increase my downloads by 60% from September to October? And the like undeniable truth is that yes, that is exactly what happened. And the only thing I didn't... I didn't land some amazing big fish guest. I didn't suddenly become super famous. The only thing that was different was this commitment to 15 minutes of targeted daily engagement. Monday through Friday. I wasn't even doing it on the weekends. But I have steadily increased my numbers every single month since then with, I, I think I'm at an average of around 30% growth month over month since then something it's something like that 
I had been invited to speak inside uh, large closed Facebook groups to membership programs, to entrepreneurial masterminds. I think I booked 10 different guest appearances on podcast interviews through CDE, all through CDE. Uh, I also recently booked a speaking engagement with a creative entrepreneur conference that I have been wanting to be a part of for years now. And in the in the invitation from the conference planner, she said, you and I have interacted via DMs on Instagram several times. I mean, she was directly referencing those intentional, you know, TDE activities that I was doing and it was working. And so with every podcast guest appearance, I saw my numbers increase. With every mastermind workshop that I gave, not only did I see my downloads increase, but my email list would grow too. But show growth isn't all that happened. Her coaching business grew as well. I actually used my podcast content as a runway to launching a new one-on-one service that really enabled me to book myself solid for the rest of the year in terms of coaching clients and being booked out in terms of coaching clients for the rest of the year kind of took the pressure off and it was it gave me the ability to refocus on the podcast. Now, it's obviously fun for me to share Anna's success as her proud podcast coach, but that's actually not the main reason why I invited Anna onto the show today. What blew me away about working with Anna was, quite frankly, her time management skills. She was walking the walk. She claimed that her specialty was time management, and holy crap, did her actions back that up. Before I started the show, before I hit publish, it was so critical for me to get my processes ironed out from day one that there really wasn't a whole lot of, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Can you imagine that? (laughs) After a year of podcasting, there wasn't a moment where Anna was overwhelmed with the work. I don't think I have heard that from any other podcaster that I have ever come across. Now, I will say that other Grow the Show students and listeners have indeed seen very similar audience growth results when implementing targeted daily engagement. So if the thought has creeped into your mind that it won't work for you if you're not already a time management pro like Anna, squash that bug right now. It's not true. Having said that, I am willing to bet that you'd like to know how Anna has managed to launch a podcast, launch a coaching business, and grow both of those things at a hefty clip in one year without feeling overwhelmed, right? I know I do. So how did she do it? How does she run a business, host a successful podcast, maintain a personal life and keep her sanity? And how can you do the same? Well, first, you clearly have to lay out your process and your systems from the very beginning. A lot of times we we want to start something and we kind of play it by ear. And then the next thing that we know, we're overwhelmed because we're trying to keep track of too much of what we're doing in our heads. And we don't have a system or a set schedule for doing any of it. And so as a result, Parkinson's law kicks in. Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time allotted. If you don't have specific boundaries in place for when you will work, how you will work, and what you will work on, your podcast grows like this amorphous blob and takes over your life. And that's not good. No, it's not. 
Nobody wants to have a podcast blob take over their life, right? So what do we do? Grab a stack of loose leaf, grab a stack of white copy paper, whatever is close by and do a step and write it down. Do a step and write it down. If you feel like things are moving slower, you're doing it right because you're taking the time to actually think about what you're doing as you are capturing it, which bringing that intention to your podcast creation is not only going to set you up for success in terms of managing your time well, but two other things are going to happen. As you have this written workflow, you know, as you're capturing this on your piece of paper and you eventually put it into something like Trello or Asana to keep track of it for you, every time you follow that workflow, it gets more and more ingrained in your in your mind, in your subconscious. And what happens is that you get to a point where you can almost put yourself on autopilot. You're not having to think about what the next step is because it begins to feel automatic. It begins to feel innate because you're doing things in the same exact order every time. It's that habit forming. It's that routine forming. And workflows, habits, it's a form of automating yourself. And then the third benefit is that it sets you up to outsource It puts you in a much better position to outsource and get some of this work off of your plate so that you can prepare to delegate some of the more, you know, just routine tasks so you can spend more of your time on what really matters, whether that's, you know, researching your potential guests or preparing for your interviews, or maybe your goal is to just show up and hit record. And that be your biggest piece of being involved with the podcast. But until you have those workflows captured, and again, it sounds simple. You just sit down, do a part of your process and write it down and writing it down in a way that a third grader could could understand it is what's really going to prepare you to be able to, to outsource that to someone else. Once you've taken your process, you've written it down in painstaking detail, and you've established your workflow, it's time to define the other half of a great system. The cousin to a workflow is a template. So that looks like having, you know, if you are a podcaster that invites guests to your show, as much as you can put into template form, the your interview request email, your show prep email that explains, you know, here's your link. This is the flow of the show. This is what you can expect. Template as much as possible. If you do anything in your business or your podcast more than three times, it's time to put it into a workflow or to create a template. If you have not captured your workflows yet, capture them as soon as possible. If you have not created templates, Get those into a Google Doc that you can file, make a copy as soon as you can so that you are not reinventing the wheel every single time you launch a new episode because that's how we make mistakes, that's how we waste time, and that's how we feel overwhelmed. So workflows and templates are the foundation. Without those, you're going to be overwhelmed for the rest of your life. Once we have those, though, it's time to take the next step of great time management. Specifically, there are three time management strategies that Anna thinks 
are the most impactful for podcasters. The first one is time blocking. Time blocking essentially is setting a meeting with yourself to do specific work. We put interviews on our calendar. We put doctor's appointments on our calendar. We put Zoom meetings on our calendar. This is the same thing. It's setting a meeting with yourself to write show notes or setting a meeting with yourself to do research to prep for your upcoming interview. And by putting something like this on your calendar, by putting this activity on your calendar, you're giving it a start time and you're giving it an end time. Parkinson's law, work expands to fill the time allotted. You're creating boundaries, putting a fence around that time, and it causes you to get the work done most of the time during the time that you have allotted. The next strategy is task batching, which goes hand in hand with time blocking. The cool thing about task batching is that you already know how to do it, and you've probably been doing it for most of your life. When we do laundry, when we have a pair of pants that are dirty, okay, we don't wear that pair of pants and then wash that pair of pants and then put that one pair of pants in the dryer and then take it out and then iron it and put the pants away and then go get a shirt and do the same thing. No, we use a laundry basket and we let our dirty laundry build up and then we wash it all at once, we dry it all at once and so on and so forth. Task batching is essentially looking for opportunities to apply the laundry method to other parts of your life. And in our case, parts of our podcast. You know, sure, you can do a single podcast episode from start to finish. You can invite your guest, you can interview your guest, you can create their show notes, you can create their social media graphics, and you can write the newsletter associated with promoting their episode. But what's a whole lot more efficient is doing all of your social media graphics for the month ahead in one sitting, doing all of your newsletter drafting for the month ahead in one sitting, and so on and so forth. Because what that does is it gets you in this focused mindset and you find yourself just moving through the process. Again, putting yourself on autopilot, automating yourself without using a robot, and it makes you more efficient. And when you, when you batch those activities together and put them in a scheduled time block, eventually you become more efficient at doing those activities. It begins to take you less time. You are able to better estimate how long your time blocks should be. And again, it sets you up for outsourcing to someone else. Finally, the third piece and the most difficult piece for most entrepreneurs, especially me, setting boundaries. So for all of us, these healthy boundaries are going to look a lot different. You are the host of your podcast. You're the leader. You get to decide when you interview people. You get to decide what your production schedule is going to be. If you leave your schedule wide open and, you know, some days you'll do an interview at 8 a.m. and some days you'll schedule an interview at 9 p.m. just to accommodate that specific guest. You know, on one hand, you know, you do you. If that's, if that works well for you and you're happy there, then 
you know, keep going with it. But by setting boundaries and deciding, you know, these are my podcasting days, these are my podcasting focus days, or I only do interviews on these days of the week, what that does is that enables you to cut back on context switching. So whether that's having a podcast focus week, whether that's, you know, deciding when you'll be in podcast mode and when you won't be, it's, you know, putting your stake in the ground and sticking to those for the health of yourself and the the long-term sustainability of your podcast. And it enables you to turn it off and be present. If you can't shut it off and actually live that life that your business is meant to support, then what's the point? Once again, Anna doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk as well. We mentioned earlier how her show grew 60% in one month back in October. Well, she's maintained insane growth since then as well. And the beautiful thing is that thanks to TDE and incredibly good time management, that growth has held steady even as Anna's personal life has turned upside down. We made the decision December 23rd that we were going to move to a new house in a new city in order to be closer to my husband's job. We did listing photos on December 26th. The house was under contract within 24 hours after listing it. We had our new house under contract by New Year's Eve, and we closed on February 5th. All the while, I have a two-year-old and I, you know, was eight months pregnant. Now, you know, ready to have a baby at any moment. Her podcast growth numbers during January, as Anna picked up and moved to a new city while being eight months pregnant, 52%. Her download numbers grew 52% in that month. That's what happens when you build momentum is you ride that wave. As a result of the dedication to doing TDE from September, October, November, I was seeing the fruits of my labors like blossom. And so even though I was in a season of having to pull back from that daily TDE, the momentum just kept going and I've continued to see growth. Today, right now, at the time of this episode's release, Anna is currently on maternity leave, and her show is still growing. That's because of her dedication to targeted daily engagement, and because of her incredible ability to manage her time. So, today Anna has shared exactly how she does that, and how you can do it too. Number one, she documents her workflow and her templates from the very start. Remember, if you do anything more than three times, it needs to be systemized and documented in a workflow or template. Then Anna utilizes three tools to maximize the time she spends on the podcast and her business so she can live a happy, balanced life. Number one, she utilizes time blocking. For TDE, for episode research, for anything else she needs to do, it goes on her calendar just like a meeting. Number two, she task batches. Like waiting to do the laundry until you have a full load, Anna does similar tasks for her podcast in a batched fashion so that she isn't constantly switching contexts and having to remember to do a million things. 
And finally, number three, Anna sets boundaries. If you don't set a rule for how much time you're willing to give to your work, your work will take all of the time and it will expand to fit all of the time that you have. This is the most challenging piece for driven people like you and me, but it is arguably the most crucial. So here's my question to you. Which of these time management strategies are you missing out on right now? Could you choose one of them and implement them for your podcast today? I challenge you to do just that. And if you're looking for some extra support and accountability, let me and Anna know in the Grow the Show Facebook group. Let us know which piece you'll be implementing this week and what you could use help with. And we can be there to help you make it a regular part of your growing, thriving podcast business. Grow the Show is a Q9 production. This episode was produced and hosted by me with associate production by Catherine Nails, post-production by Max Graham, and a very special thanks to Grow the Show Accelerator student number one, as in the very first, Anna Dearman Cornick. For Grow the Show, my name is Kevin Schmidlin. See you next time. <laughs>